Welcome to episode 226 of CGM's Pixels and Ink podcast. I'm joined by the usual cast of characters. To my left is Cody Orm starting fights on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Starting fights with the Fight Network this time. I'm pretty excited. I can say this time because this is what you do. That's pretty much my entire social media presence is trying to, well. So you're a troll. Well, no, it's not with actual people. It's with like companies, uh, but yeah, like they're they're usually pretty good with not feeding the troll. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad. It's like that, and then like live tweeting things that I'm interested in, no. and then like the occasional like I wrote this, look at it. <laughs> yeah, my friend, I had a friend that used to do Yelp reviews of the bathrooms in restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so interesting though, because you know it's something you need to know. Uh, well, they I mean they were entirely fictitious. Uh, I don't even think you need to do (laughs) fictitious ones because, like, you go into any of those actual bathrooms and they're pretty gross. That should actually be a thing. Yelp for bathrooms would be nice. I'd like it. I guess that was the Seinfeld thing. That was uh, on the Seinfeld reunion on Curb. That was George's (gasps) app, the iToilet. Yeah, I just just bought all of Seinfeld. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow, Seinfeld's so good. I like Seinfeld. My friends and I were discussing doing a group Seinfeld costume for Halloween next year. Favorite Sweet. Seinfeld episode. Yeah, yeah. Favorite Seinfeld episode? Yeah. I don't know. Let's do that right now. Contest, I guess. Yeah. I like it's like an easy choice, but I guess. Either the no. Um the the chicken restaurant. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the chicken will yeah. mess you up. That's my favorite for sure. Yeah. I think my mind. <laughs> I think my favorite one was the one where they uh they went the, the parking lot one. Oh yeah. Where there's they couldn't find their car their parking spot. I can't even like that was an early one. That's like season yeah, yeah, that was a really good one, yeah, though. It's one, been yeah. so long since I watched, they all kind of blend together. But I like when George is trying to get the apartment and he's going up against the guy who survived that boat, ac- the boat oh, sinking. Yeah, but he's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> And then he just goes and tells his life story yeah. and destroys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. It's oh, good, good stuff. I can't wait till it comes. I just ordered it on Amazon like this morning. I'm and did excited. you? Yeah. Nice. At, like nice, midnight, because yes. it was deal of the day. So it was. Oh. oh, so it's that giant box set. Yes. Yeah, I have, I think, season, this is, like, so useless to the listeners, but <laughs> I have, I think, like, seasons three through uh, the last one. Nice. So I started at three. Yeah, one and two are the first set. They're not the greatest. There's some good no. episodes, like that parking lot episode yeah. and the Chinese restaurant, but there's an amazing documentary on it about the founding of Seinfeld really? and with Larry David and, Ger- and Jerry. Like, oh, I look talking, forward. Like basically doing that season arc where they did the show about nothing, but the real version. I can't wait to watch it again because I'm going to force my roommate. He's, he's like, I don't really like it. I'm like, too bad. We're gonna, I'm going to watch it and you're going to be in the room. So Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Well, make sure to watch the documentaries on that because if you I love will. Seinfeld, they're actually super entertaining. And it's, uh, it's just cool to see like how much of an influence Larry David had on it. You know what I mean? Because I haven't watched them since the uh, Michael Richards controversy. Right. Yeah, it did put a sour taste but in it's, everyone's But it's mouth. been long enough that I think I can at least it's watch them and enjoy the show it again for what it is. It holds up incredibly well, yeah. except for um, any ethnic character is a really offensive stereotype. Oh, but yeah. I mean, it was the 90s, I, was I guess. 90s. Yeah, you just got to forgive. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that's Phil Brown, our film critic, our Batman lover. Mm-hmm. I like Batman. I know, but he's the one who does all the Batman stuff here. Like I'm wearing a Batman belt that, right now. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, it's actually it's one of the ones with like the seatbelt. Is it the one that Brendan drew on you earlier today? No, that wasn't a belt. That was Brendan drawing me as super fat, and my <laughs> shirt could not fit down to my pants. That's how I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. We'll tweet out a picture of that later tonight. Should. Yeah, That's good. And Brendan's doing sound off off mic, playing on his phone, mm-hmm. occasionally laughing. Well, it's important to the listeners now. About it that. is. Yeah. But you know what? I like what we did last week when we started with movie news, so that we can break up how much okay. Phil has to talk in one go. So cool. Sounds good to me. Da, 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 movie news. All right, I got a bunch of stuff this week, actually. Um, as Cody walks away from yeah, the table, yeah, yeah. He, he's as upset. As he's upset is. that we we just glazed over him and his importance. Yeah, no kidding. So first up, uh, Fetty Alvarez, who directed the Evil Dead remake and Don't Breathe this summer. Did you see Don't Breathe yet? No? I haven't seen it yet. I like I Don't really Breathe. Like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I hope it's great because you know, as a person with low vision who's very associated with right. the bl- with the blind people, yeah, I want to yeah, see some yeah, blind yeah. people kick some intruders. It's definitely, but there's some blind empowerment <laughs> going on. There we sure. go. Blind <laughs> evilness as well, but still, yeah, at least we could just be as evil as you cited people. Yeah. Have you ever seen um, Wait Until Dark? 
No, actually, I have it's not. It's from the 60s. Um, it's like the inverse. It's with Audrey Hepburn oh. as a blind woman who's terrorized by a group of uh, home invaders who, like, she obviously can't see, but they can see her. So yeah. she, uh, it's quite good. You'd really like it. I might enjoy that, too. Yeah. But I did very much enjoy, um, oh, my God. What did you just say? He did you like old-timey Hollywood stuff? So you'd like Audrey I do. Hepburn, right? I like yeah. So there you go. Black That's and white, not a problem for me. I love it. It's not black and white. It's colors. It's the 60s. So I'm thinking I'm old time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of people are like, I won't watch black and white movies. I'm like, why? There's some good stuff. I I just watched Cat People. Have you ever seen that? No, but I have heard of it. I was like, I need to watch this. Yeah, I'd only ever seen the remake, which is also quite good. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it really, uh, it really creeped me out. It's I so lonely. Yeah, so I'm like, how can I wa- not watch? I'll something? lend that to you. I have the Blu-ray. You should. Okay, but I we should get into podcast yes, material. Right. Now. But what were you gonna watch first before we might as well wrap? Well, this no, up? I, I watched Sleepwalkers. I'm like, that could there probably could have been a better version of. Yeah, no, Sleepwalkers is garbage. Yes. But um, both. Have you seen the '80s Cat People as well? No. I'll lend you both of them. They're cool. both excellent. The um, David Bowie song from *Inglorious Bastards*. When uh, you remember that big epic. Sequence? I did not watch *Inglorious Bastards*. Oh really? I knew I wouldn't like it. Oh, fair enough. That is not my scene. You don't at like Tarantino? All. I love Tarantino, but well, what the? I knew *Inglorious*. Like I've had a lot of people like, you will not like it. Really? Yeah, there's something about it that I know. Do you like Tarantino? Most of his stuff, yeah. It's confusing because that might be his best one. I've heard that, but I think it's the, the level of violence and stuff that it is. Oh. It's just something about <laughs> it doesn't draw me in at all. <laughs> really? You're yeah. put off by violence? I'm put off. No, it depends on the kind of violence. It's a weird... It's Tarantino cartoon I violence. Have, I have weird places that I don't like to go. Interesting. We're going to talk about this in greater detail <laughs> yes. off mic sometime because you will love Inglorious But Bastards. I did love the Evil Dead remake. Yes, you did. Right. Back to the news. So Fetty <laughs> Alvarez, um, he has been hired to direct the sequel to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which they are, in oh, fact, going to do. Oh, interesting. Um, I know. I can't believe they're doing it. And apparently, it's not even... Because, like, I was always against it, even though I did actually... Pref- I'm very much in the minority in this, but I actually preferred the David Fincher version of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo than the original Swedish one, mm-hmm. mostly because the Swedish one felt like they were doing an impression of a David Fincher movie. <laughs> so I, like, preferred the real thing. It worked just fine for me. <laughs> um, but... Uh, um, I it never surprised me they ended up doing a sequel simply because the like second two uh, I haven't read the books but the second two movies um, the, done in in Sweden were horrible um, so I didn't surprise me that they didn't want to do one because they're terrible but apparently this is actually based on a book like horrible in the subject matter no just bad or just bad just bad just stupid like there was like one like uh, like James Bond villain like goon a super powerful goon that was just wa- roaming around beating people up it was ridiculous um, but uh, the uh, this one I guess is based on the girl in the spider's web which is a sort of spin-off book starring the same two characters from girl with the dragon tattoo that wasn't hmm. even written by the original author um, that subsequently okay. come up. So anyway, they're doing a movie of that they're going to get Rooney Mora and uh, Daniel Craig back together, and Fetty Alvarez is going to direct it. So I don't even know what to think about that. It's a weird one. Cody, are you arguing still on Twitter? You have this look on your face. Uh, like. There's an argument on Facebook. Actually, oh, okay. fair enough. I've gone into, but I'm right. I'm listening. All right, <laughs> next up, uh, the Raid. We all love the Raid here, right? I love the Raid. Yeah. So the filmmaker of that, Gareth Evans, he's got a new movie he's working on, and I'm really excited about it. This sounds like a great idea. It's called The Apostle. And it's about a man whose sister has joined a strange cult on a remote island. And they have kidnapped her and they're holding him for ransom. And he's going to the island to try and break her free from the cult. Okay. Which sounds fantastic to me. That sounds pretty sweet. For sure. And if it's by Gareth Evans, who, like, knows intensity. Yeah. Then I'm so Is he filming it outside of North America again so that he can get, like really like not safe stunts <laughs> i we can only hope i i feel <laughs> like I, I i don't know for sure but this feels like a british movie to me it just oh. has the sound of being british um conceptually uh, well because have you seen the raid no actually okay so i've heard nothing but good things it's amazing he yeah. like filmed it in like malaysia indonesia. indonesia that was it where like they don't have a yeah. lot of like safety precautions mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so like they could go crazy yeah they could go crazy like old hong kong action movies yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't actually know. It could, I mean, it could very easily with that concept be a cult in Indonesia, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, that, uh, that I don't actually know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, You we'll think see. that sounds good, but you thought, like, if you knew how they did Green Inferno, you think that would sound good, too, but the movie wasn't good, so. Green Inferno was good. Don't listen to Mel. Next up. <laughs> um, don't listen to Phil. I'm, like, I'm one He's of five people that likes that movie. I don't even think Eli Roth's one of them. Um, I think he enjoyed I, making I, the movie. I don't think he liked the final product. I, I get a kick out of it, but I also have a like guilty pleasure for those old, really trashy cannibal movies. The thing is, I didn't find it trashy. That was the problem with it. 
That's what I liked about it. He classed it up a little bit. As much as you can class up a cannibal movie. See, I expected going in... I expected a, like, trashy it, cannibal it movie. It's still pretty like, trashy. It's not that bad, that though, when I expected. That first scene, that first time when they carved that guy up, that was crazy. I don't crazy. know, for a guy who did Hostel, I expected, like, way See, worse. Hostel's not that bad. I That's know. the thing. I think it's just the situation freaks you out so much. No, you don't actually see with much. a ball gag on. That's disgusting. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> but the, and you see a guy in the... Okay, right? We're not getting into hostel. You see a guy get carved up and eaten on the spot. Yeah, it's not a bad hostel. Oh, well, you're crazy. Uh, can't, yeah, the Green Inferno is too light on violence, but in Glorious <laughs> Bastards must not be seen because it'll be too intense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. Um, <laughs> hey, man, I don't know how I work. I just work. No, I think you... I'm, we'll talk about it in a second, but it's very yes. cartoony. I think you'd be fine. All right. Um, I guess, like, Nazis bother you in general? I don't like war stuff. War stuff? Okay. Well, we'll talk about that another time. Um, next up, uh, do you like Lars von Trier or Mel? I'm sorry? Lars von Trier, <laughs> the Danish filmmaker? I know the name, but I can't. I mean, Dogville, Melancholia, Antichrist, um, uh, Breaking the Waves. Those. They're really good. You'd is it like not them. in if it's not in English? No, they're in English. Oh, then I have no idea why yeah. I haven't seen them. They're really, really good. Oh. You never saw Break. You never saw uh, Dancer in the Dark, the one with Bjork. No. Oh, you'd love them. They're so depressing, but they're amazing. Maybe that's why. Yeah, <laughs> like they're like t- they're like tear your guts out, screw up your week, kind of depressing. Oh, but they're so well done. Brendan just I like, like looked up that. from his like, phone and like tear out your yeah. guts, screw up your week, they depressing. Are, you should watch they them. Are, they're amazing. No, well, they're just like if you are someone that can be emotionally manipulated by a movie and enjoy that experience, these ones will crush you. They're well, I so hope that good. I move past and I become cold hearted to yeah, everything. I think you probably really like Dancer in the Dark. Do you like Bjork? You seem like a Bjork person. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd be into it. It's a musical right. that they do. I will. I like musicals. Um, but it's like the concept of it is that uh, she's someone who has a really sad life and she escapes uh, through her. She imagines that she's in a musical. So like you'll see this like really realistic, that really horrible sad. life, and then she'll imagine like her life in the factory turning into as a big long song as it's and not dance. sucker punch. <laughs> no, it's not sucker punch. <laughs> That's just gross. Um, but anyway, uh, Lars von Trier is making a new film uh, with Matt Dillon as a serial killer, <laughs> and uh, the concept is that it's called The House of the Jack Built, and the concept is Matt Dillon Dillon is a serial killer who considers himself an artist. And he is. Ooh, and he, uh, okay, I can get behind take, this. The movie takes place over a twelve-year period because he's determined to perfect his art and make okay. the perfect murder. So that sounds interesting. Great I can. It sounds like something I can get behind. I I'm like totally Matt Dillon. Board. I guarantee, if I were to describe the plots of the other Lars von Trier movies to you, which I won't do right now because it would take too long, you'd be into them. As All well. right. I think we need to start our own podcast where we just spend an hour with you recommending movies <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah, I can me. do that for sure. <laughs> and, then, and then and then we'll do the podcast the next week where you watch none of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just went back to watching Adam Sandler movies and yeah. you get really disappointed. Yeah, that sounds great. And quit. Uh, it will be <laughs> two weeks long. It'll be a two week long podcast, but it'll be good. Um, all right. Uh, next watch up, movies you suggest. Uh, Johnny Depp has joined the cast of the sequel to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which is already happening, even mm. though Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them hasn't come out yet. So there we go. We to be fair. Like, we know that that movie's gonna make money. Of course. Yeah, but why not? That'll be good, too. And I don't even care if it's Johnny Depp. I, I like him. Johnny Depp. I do. I don't like him anymore. I used to love him, but I just, I feel like he's. People use him now just for his name, and mm. he's losing it. Like, when he started doing Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, I know. Like, he started falling just, off the map a little. Yeah. I just like him for his caked up, weird. Yeah. When he was performances. young. Performances. Yeah. You can still be fun. There are times now where it feels like he's like a pa- become a parody of himself. Yeah, which is kind of fun, but odd at the yeah, same time. Yeah, but I feel like um, again, I haven't seen Fantastic Beasts where to find them, but by virtue of the fact well, that it's by the like everyone that made the Harry Potter movie, as it long should as have it's not Tim tone. Burton, we're good. So I'm assuming that like I feel like the Harry Potter universe would be just grounded enough that he For wouldn't him, yeah. be able to totally. I go think off he, the rails. I think he might be able to pull it off, but I'm a little yeah, concerned because. So. But anyway, that I mean, was I'm just gonna, that Tim Burton, I think, would be able to do some pretty cool things in that universe. Okay, let's Harry leave Potter. Tim Burton and Johnny Depp away from each other for a little bit. I think they've agreed Hater. to that as well. They need to not be, they need to take a break. Yeah. All you right, know? next up. Mutual uh, separation there. Here's a shocker. Uh, Disney is going to make a live-action Snow White movie. Yeah, yeah no that's that to look forward to. They're making live-action, like, The Lion King. is like, okay, now you've done it, Disney. Way to go. I know. And Aladdin. Everything. Yeah, no, you're, they're going to screw up everything. They're going to do them all good. one by one. Now, that being said, The Jungle Book was great. So <laughs> I shouldn't be too cynical about it because I did finally like one of these. But, you know, if they keep making them, they're not always... Because, like, The Lion oh, King yeah, is so iconic. Why? Why? Yeah, so is <laughs> Jungle Book. <laughs> yeah, I know. How are they going to do a live-action Lion King? It'll be like Jungle Book, CGI. Yeah, but they also had like it's a human character. It's not going to stand up over time, yeah, though. It'll be the exact same thing. 
I don't know. There's no human character. Look like? I don't think that's going to have any problems with AJ. Really? I haven't seen it yet because I've been really scared about it. Oh, you it. should. It's really good. Because I know if I like it. this one, then I'll be disappointed when like Aladdin comes yeah, out because yeah, yeah. I'll screw it up. No, or no, something. no. Ooh, no I would good. actually, I'd be pretty excited to see a live action Aladdin. Yeah, they're going to do Aladdin. They are doing Aladdin. That would be fun. But can, you can't capture the magic of Aladdin without. doing Aladdin. Oh, we talked about yeah. this. Yeah. I remember talking. Yeah. yeah, I remember this conversation. Which is gonna be weird. Feels a bit weird about it. Yeah. yeah, they're not gonna handle this. So. All right. Oh, hey, Cody. Here's a story for you. Power Rangers. Um, Power Rangers. Nope. Oh. Okay. Uh, no, we're taking a week off that. Oh. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Tim Miller. Remember we talked about last week. Tim Miller left Deadpool due to yes. creative uh, differences. The director of Deadpool. He's yes. currently producing a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh yeah, I yeah. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I mean, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Started off with a big smile and then got very confused. I, I'm actually uh, one of those people that thinks Sonic was only done right once. Mm-hmm. And that was Sonic X, which is not what most people yeah. associate with a good Sonic thing. I haven't really watched any of the Sonic shows. Or um, my first yeah. thought was it's probably going to be Sonic Boom, which, yeah. God, is the worst thing ever. Yeah. I feel like, like the jacked up like knuckles. If yeah. If they hired Tim Miller, their plan is to make it self-conscious with a wisecrack and Sonic. That would be true. Like yeah. Deadpool, which I'm not against. That sounds possible. I think Sonic needs a little bit of um, like some momentum to go his way first before he does something like that. Mm. Like he needs a couple good games so that people don't go that into this happen. thinking Sonic is. You know what, Mel? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it, there was a point in time when Sonic was a part of a bunch of really good games not that long ago. Okay, like what? Uh, it was Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations, which came out okay, one colors. after another. And wasn't Colors a while Sonic, ago? Yeah, wait, I said it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> so, so it was Colors Generations and Sonic the Hedgehog episode uh, 4, episode 1, not number 2. And they were all really good. And actually now they're, they're making the two that look like they're going to be all right. Um, <laughs> Sonic Mania, and then I don't know what the other one's called, but they we'll announced see. that other Sonic game. I'm optimistic. However, this For is a thing that happened. For once in his life, mm-hmm. Cody is optimistic. I've got to be. Sonic's my boy. I gotta. You gotta go fast. Mm-hmm. Gotta go fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm. I am excited. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm gonna go see it. Yeah, I'm not totally against um, it because, like, as much as like, don't get me wrong, like I have tremendous nostalgia for like Sonic Two and Three specifically. Yeah. I adore those games so much. But Sonic isn't someone that I'm. Sonic isn't a character that like. Like I've seen a lot of bad Sonic already. I was say, it's already been, yeah, like, destroyed. Feel, like, so I'm, like, I, I, I doesn't bother me. Like, I don't feel like this is something precious that can be ruined. Like, I feel like there's already? an It definitely get a lot worse, yeah. though. I think there's, like, an opportunity here to actually okay, like, that, do something. Good that, like that's true. Yeah. That fan game you showed me, the one that haunted my nightmares yeah, yeah, for a while? Oh, uh, Sonic Dreams Collection? It, yeah, yeah. it can't be, it can't be worse. Yeah. It can't be worse. At this point, it just yeah. can't. Uh, as, as you say this thing about Sonic, I have a Sonic team sticker on the back of my laptop and my twitter banner is sonic the hedgehog that makes perfect sense all right um here's a weird one uh so you guys like the big lebowski yes Uh, i just watched it again the other day it's like it might be the funniest movie ever made it's hard to say (laughs) like there are others that definitely compete for the title but it's definitely the one that makes me laugh like as much as the first time every single time that's fair it's incredible but um, I'm not sure I feel about this, but uh, John Turturro, who played Jesus in the film, is currently right now making a spinoff film starring Jesus um, that he's writing and directing. The Coens are not involved. So, okay, interesting. Yeah, so is I don't know how I feel about gonna it. Is the timeline going to be like? It would be now. Hmm. Yeah, all I these years later. And it's Je- Jesus getting up to no good. I guess it's a remake of some foreign film that I'd never heard of that's about a group of disgusting criminals who are go out and try to commit crimes but end up accidentally doing good every time and are frustrated <laughs> which is kind of a funny idea for like Jesus to be doing I'm not sure who the other cast members are or anything but they released a picture of him like in a bowling alley right. with Jesus should be interesting I mean it'll be intriguing because that's like such an like fun iconic character and mm-hmm. I believe he has maybe three minutes of screen time in the big Lebowski. I'm gonna reserve judgment yeah me too to a little closer I'm, like I'm excited but is so disappointing. The <laughs> Optimistically Cohen... excited, like yeah. Cody. But it's just it's, it's with the Cohen brothers not involved. I just don't know if I can trust it. That's the problem. Like they mm. are geniuses. They did make the Big Lebowski, for example. We'll find so, out, I guess. Anyway, we'll see. But that just that threw me for a loop because he's been talking about it for years, and I didn't think he'd ever do it because um, I knew the Cohens weren't interested. But I guess he just eventually talked them into letting him do it. Um, so anyway, we'll see what happens. And finally, this is a weird one, but uh, they're going to reboot Rambo. 
and Sylvester Stallone is not involved in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Because, okay, First Blood mm-hmm. is a legitimately good action movie. Mm-hmm. Rambo 2 is okay. Mm-hmm. Rambo 3 was not. Mm-hmm. But then the remake, the, not the remake, the, the last one Rambo. was, yeah, Rambo yeah. Was, was, good. was good. That was a good one. It was really good. I don't know how I feel about not having Stallone attached to yeah, it. Yeah, it kind of feels like his thing. It'd be like if they did a rock. Because yeah, didn't he, him. yeah, well, because he, didn't he also direct and write Rambo? Or First Blood? Uh, he Yeah, he wrote, uh, he was involved in the writing of all of them, and he directed yeah. the most recent one. So I, I, I that's weird. Mm. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna say <laughs> I don't like that. I know, it feels like <laughs> it feels like it's just a Stallone thing, but at the same time, like Rambo is oddly iconic. Like those movies haven't been relevant for a long time, but I think you'd be hard to go on the street and find someone that didn't know yeah, who Rambo was. That's right? true. And so, how they like paid tribute to the Taliban and uh yeah. <laughs> in number three. Yeah, Rambo and James moment. Bond both worked with the Taliban Ooh. in different movies for sure. Are they like that the It's a different time. Rambo <laughs> Rambo three was actually like they actually have a like thing at the end. It was like in honor of the brave men and women in the Taliban. Oh, totally. No, in, in uh <laughs> the uh, in the Living Daylights, the James Bond movie where they are in Afghanistan, he essentially worked with Osama bin Laden. It's like the son of a wealthy Afghan family huh. that like left to form the Taliban. <laughs> it just is. It just is. <laughs> um, but yeah, James Bond helped them out. They were good friends back in the day. Huh? Things changed. <laughs> yeah. The eighties were weird, weren't they? Weird time for sure. All right, that's that. I'm done. Thank you, Phil. No problem. One day, I hope you come in and you sit down and you tell me, "Hey, Mel, they're making a fourth Blade movie." Yeah, actually, with Wesley I, Snipes. Yes. Um, the uh, only if he's not. Whatever happened to him in the third? He's not in drunk or not, but he was not there. There's some there's some great stories you should look up. Uh, Pat Oswalt, the stand-up comedian, yeah. he was in Blade Three, and he has some hilarious stories about working with. Yeah, because doesn't he say he was just like drunk or something? Everything, drunk with power. I think oh. he made people call him Blade on the set. Wasn't uh, for example that was Blade Trinity, right? Yes. With uh, Triple H in it. Yeah, garbage. He um, like didn't he like hit someone with his finisher? It's pretty right. horrible. But I did read an interview with Kevin uh, Feig the other day that said, like, they, they have played at Marvel. He's in their slate. They don't I know. And Wesley Snipes has tweeted at Marvel because yeah, he wants to do it. For sure. They just don't have um, – he said, like, they will for sure do more Blade. They 100% want to. They but I want it to be the same timeline as the other Blades. They just don't know, like, what – the capacity when they want to do it. If they want it to be a TV thing, if they want it to be a movie, they haven't decided. Ooh, a TV they haven't decided thing. what it'll be. I feel like he'd work better on TV. Yeah, well, I think my guess is it would fall into the Netflix u- uh, universe just because then it can be R-rated. Yeah, but then it won't be Wesley Snipes anymore, and we won't. I doubt it would be Wesley in general. Like he, he's. I want it to be the same. He's an older man though now. Yeah, I don't think what he's he not. I think he could because he has nothing else to do, so he'd just get back into shape and be played yeah, for a I movie. Yeah, I think when you're sixty, like by the I'm sorry, 60s, how old like, is still? realities kick in how old is stallone stallone is an old man but when <laughs> stallone does action movies now he stands with a gun how when blade does action movies he does kung fu how also old is van damme also doesn't um, um and also worth pointing out when stallone made uh the first expendables movie uh he broke his neck because he was too old <laughs> to be doing these things wasn't old as van damme wasn't stallone though, also um old as well doesn't but stallone also juice when he's uh Alone? Yeah, when he's doing movies like that I now. I mean, I find it hard to believe he doesn't. Be you can't blame him for yeah. it. He he moves pretty slowly I, at this I, age. I imagine he was juicing back in the 80s as well, to be honest. I think everyone was. Yeah. yeah. That's how it worked. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice how everyone looks like an action figure in the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> they don't anymore? <laughs> and steroids aren't used anymore? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how that works, huh? <laughs> I guess, yeah. I never thought of it like that. Like, look at like what the wrestlers looked like back then, for example. Well, I mean, that came out. That came out that they were all juicing, and that almost destroyed everything. If you like, don't believe that fucking Schwarzenegger. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have swore, but if you don't believe that Schwarzenegger and Stallone were into it as well, then oh yeah, for sure. Lord, of course they were. Yes, probably not Van Damme though. No, he seems like he's really just worked at his body. Super fit. Yeah. Yeah, he just he put in the effort. But I mean, Stallone was writing. It's half a clean those effort. Dry, like he just doesn't have time to work out eight hours a day. You got to juice at that point. Anyway, Cody, game news. Okay. Sorry, Mel. No you worries. Do that? Game news. There you go. We're gonna go from. Um, okay. So this was kind of a boring week. Yeah, which is 
I mean, kind of good because it means the industry is actually calm and not mm-hmm. taking fights with people. But it sucks for us when we need to do news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I, stories at least. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be. This isn't going to be like a long okay. news segment. Cool. So, uh, Nintendo Switch allegedly has four gigs of RAM. Okay. That's not a lot of RAM. No. no, it's not. That's not very good. That's not promising. <laughs> Why can't they make a, a next-gen console that really is next-gen, but still with all the weird Nintendo things that we want to see? It's a price point thing. Yeah. A, I'm sorry, but the Wii U is B, still 350 I know. And the, yeah, I know. Well, they screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah. And then B... Um, I mean, all their games have like a cartoonish aesthetic well, that doesn't even, require... Not all, because remember, they were the trying to make it an adult consular for a while by putting stuff the, like zombie on it. Yeah. yeah even the for a handheld, four gigs is not a lot. Yeah. Like... Mario only needs a gig to survive. But I, I'm going to say, like, maybe because they're using a cartridge-based mm-hmm. medium that, like, a lot of the power that you would need on a console could possibly be put on I a cartridge. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not you technically no proficient a lot enough to say if that's the case. But in theory, that's what I want to believe because I cannot think that in... Bring in 2016, Nintendo's going to release a console with four goddamn gigs of RAM and mm-hmm. think it's a home console. Yeah. Like, there's no way. It's pretty absurd. Mario's um, just sitting on the street begging for Jesus RAM. Jesus Christ, guys. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope that's the case. Mm-hmm. But, the, yeah, because there's no way that, like, a company like Bethesda or EA or Activision would be like, yeah, totally, we're going to work with you and put on Here's our, our cartoony games. Skyrim version. Yeah, I don't think that's the case, but who knows. Yeah. Um, anyway... Uh, the list of like PS Plus or PS4 Pro, um, Pro games were were announced. Okay. Uh, so I mean, I can go through a list of some of them, like Battlefield One. Okay. Uh, I got the Call of Duty Black Ops Three, Yay. Infinite Warfare, Modern Warfare Remastered. I guess they have like, um, they have to have like some kind of upgrade version for them. Hmm. I, that has to be it because these are already like Infamous no. First Light and Second Son. Um, I assume they're all 4K capability. Ooh, you know what? I would really like to see Infamous Second Son in uh, in 4K with the uh, like the neon power. That's pretty. It was a pretty game. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, it was like The Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted 4, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. And yeah, um, there Rush was of Blood in 4K. Does that mean that the headset can do 4K? No, no right? Can't. So I don't understand what the point of that is. I don't know. Now I'm super lost. It's like, wait, are you playing This that? was, no, okay, what happened was, that. that was the PS4 Pro launch library. So I assume, I don't know. Because how are they going to make a special for, what is the special thing for that edition? That's what I want to know. Hang on a second, I want to see. If there's anything different about it. Oh, so it's like a patch? So those, pa- the, they'll release a patch on the, for those games on the, when the PS4 Plus or Pro, sorry, launches. Oh, I mm-hmm. see. So and those then games will now be, yeah. Uh, okay, that's cool. And it'll also include Watch Dogs 2 and The Last Guardian, Final Fantasy 15. Cool. Last Guardian. Finally um, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's uh, cool. That game's going to suck. If you already own those games, you'll get the remastered editions without having to buy them again. It's yeah. I mean, that's the least they can do considering <laughs> they're releasing another console. Yeah. Um, no kidding. One that they're desperately hoping won't fail. What's what really bothers me about this? If they market it, is what it says to me as a consumer next time around is that I shouldn't buy, I shouldn't support Sony at launch because they're going to release a better version. Yeah, but I mean, but Xbox just did the same thing. Yeah, I just don't think I just find it hard to believe. Yeah, but Microsoft, you can buy all those games on PC as well. So why would you buy an Xbox One anyway? Because people did. A lot of people did. I know they did. <laughs> and that's what I've been asking them every time. They're like, well, because I, like, I want to sit in front yeah. of my TV. I'm well, a console yeah. gamer. I don't well, want to okay, sit at my computer. but you can connect your PC to your TV. Do you know a lot of people have no idea how to do stuff like that? And not a lot of people own wire. PCs anymore. I'm just saying that like, that's like... It's a wire. It's a little bit less... It's not as big of an issue with Xbox One because Xbox is also supporting the PC brand. Whereas if you want to play Sony games... Like, that's, the PS4 is your only place. Yeah. And what they're telling you is, like, hey, this old console we made, it's not actually, that's not the finished product. We just released it. Yeah, but I, isn't it, like, I it's, mean, like, two years, three years old now? Yeah. I don't think it's, I, but, I mean, I, I don't see it taking off right away simply because 4K televisions have not been adopted to the degree that HD televisions were. Yeah. 
that's the issue. Um, and so I understand why they're going out of their way to give so much free content away because they're not just asking people to buy a new system. They're yeah. asking them to buy a new television as well. That's a lot. That's a lot to ask. Yeah, that's true. And I'm sure a big part of that is because the Sony Corporation plans on putting out some 4K TVs. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, yeah, I'd like Probably. to sell them. One, uh, one hand scratches exactly. the other. That's something. Exactly. I don't know how that phrase so goes. So I am taking very much a wait-and-see approach with this. Yeah, we'll see how 4K television does. But if that's I the case... the fact that like 4K TVs are great, but if you don't have a screen 50 inches or higher, you're not going to notice any difference between a 4K yeah. TV and an HD TV. So there's a lot... Yeah, I feel this seems like a very specialty item to me, and I don't know. I mean, the friggin' VR headsets have been underperforming. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. Mm. All right, what's next? Um, did you hear about the Battlefield One marketing campaign? So, hashtag just WW One things, because mm. handling um, a sensitive subject like the Great War mm-hmm. um, was handled with a great aplomb by EA to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had to make uh, a very, uh, very, very, uh, I don't even know how to say it. This is an ignorant hashtag. Yeah, That's a, like people are pissed. And um, it's actually fun because I was uh, in our comments section and uh, of, our, of our website and I had to delete a couple. Because they oh, were, really? yeah, it was getting pretty bad. Gross. Now there's only one comment. Gross. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's their fault, I guess. I, I don't understand. understand. Like, why? Why would? I think they're targeting the market they think is gonna play Battlefield One. I guess, but like, how can anyone just be like, yeah, that's a that's the right way to handle this situation? Come on, I, a lot of people are ignorant. <laughs> that's ignorant. Exactly. That's and, ignorant. You know, I don't want to be mean or anything, but people that play first-person shooter games aren't generally the most culturally enlightened. Yeah, geez, Cody, don't you know I'm not <laughs> culturally sensitive? <laughs> I love me my FPS. I feel, I, I feel, just uh, yeah. So unbelievably insensitive. Yeah. I just... Our whole car- like, our culture is either super insensitive or overly sensitive. It's not even that, like, I'm offended or anything. It's just, like, can you really be that dumb? Yeah, well, the thing is, like, yeah, please, Gross, wait, huh? EA went with this? It's like, you didn't fire that marketing yeah, guy? Yeah, how would you? Yeah. I how? really think that's the demographic they're trying to reach. <sighs> I suppose that's true. The controversy probably got more attention than otherwise. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't make any sense, because, like, Battlefield 1 is a good game. Yeah. Um... I'm surprised because every time I played it leading into its release, it was not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I played it in its pre-alpha spa- stage and it was bad. And then what I read about its beta was that it had more problems than the alpha. So I was surprised that in that month and a half, they actually managed to release a functional game. Mm, that's good. Um, but God damn, guys. Yeah, that's gross. And that was my last bit of news. Cool. So uh, with that, I think we will take a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Thank our friends over at Comic Bento. Shaq, do you have a need for comics and graphic novels? I do have a fixin'. Have well, a fixin'. what you need to do is go to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps, and you can get $5 off a Comic Bento subscription. It goes right to your door. Yes, five bucks. Dude, five bucks? Five bucks. Five hey, guys, bucks. can five I get in on this action? Oh, yes, yeah. you can. Whoa. You know what you have to do? Go what to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps and get $5 off your Comic Bento subscription. Five whole dollars? Five whole dollars. Whoa. Comic Bento. Get it now. And we're back. Yay. Somehow I've taken over as the host while Melanie put her head I'm down. I'm emailing. Sorry. So <laughs> I don't know. Now you know how I'm going to feel on T minus five seconds when I do my movie review. And everyone <laughs> <knows it's laughs> um, hey, man, I took it as an opportunity. I've taken over now. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I am your host, Cody Hart. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We're, we're co hosting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Phil can be a co-host. We're all hosting. I did. I exactly. You a so times, like, yeah. we're, we're all co-host. You don't need me. I can mm. just roll away. No, we need you, Mel. I didn't play anything this week. I just saw a really horrible movie. <laughs> What'd you say? Fear Inc. Oh, I never saw that one. Yeah, don't see it. Okay. It's a great concept for a movie. Yeah. Horribly and poorly executed. That's unfortunate. I, at one point, you're not sure if it's supposed to be funny or yeah. not supposed because it because it feels like they're trying to be funny, but it's still not funny. But it's not being horror either. It's just kind of lost out there. Gross. Yeah, Sounds no. Bad. I'm sorry you had to go through that, Mel. Thank you. I saw a good movie this week. 
What'd you see? I saw Doctor Strange. <gasps> mm-hmm. I'm seeing that. it today. That's right, you are. Yeah, you will have technically seen it by now. Yes, in uh, motion seats. Yeah, let me know what that's like. I'm and weather curious. effects. Weather effects and motion seats. I don't. I'm gonna get rained on when I watch snow. a movie. Snow. There's yeah. a bit on a mountain. You'll get some snow in your face. Well, no wind. Because they said there's yeah, wind. Be some yeah. Wind as well for sure. Because that's what I want when yeah, I see a movie. Yeah, I believe when guns fire, you get smell sulfur. There's like oh that. yeah, and there's like yeah, there's smell effects, there's mm-hmm. weather effects, there's. And mm-hmm. there's motion. It's Should be intriguing. Let me know how that goes. Um, sorry, just really distracted by Brendan taking a selfie. Um, so yeah, he snapped a picture <laughs> of us doing the podcast sure too. He did. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, Doctor Strange is. It's. It, I I thought it was fantastic. I have to say, yeah, um, because you really it's, liked it. I really did. Um, because I mean, look, <clears throat> obviously. Marvel movies have a formula, especially when Kay. they are superhero origin stories. Now that you're saying this, I want you to sell the movie to Cody because Cody feels that way. So yeah. he's not sure about Doctor Strange. You're selling the movie okay. to Cody because so, I'm already sold. So. Now you have to remember, most of the reason why I'm not sold on Doctor Strange is because Benedict Cumberbatch's face is weird to me. You also said that Marvel movies have a formula. and They're they very formulaic. By them. And then there's also Benedict Cumberbatch's weird, distracting face. Gotcha. Well, Benedict Cumberbatch has a lovely face, and I wish that we wouldn't shame him for not being conventionally beautiful. Hey, hey, hey I'm not saying he's to be, ugly. To be honest with you, I, I I get tired of only seeing beautiful people on screen I'm all not the time, saying and I like ugly. people with more yeah, interesting faces. Hideous. I'm not saying he's ugly. I'm saying his face is distracting. Interesting. Well, like he, is playing a, he, is, he is playing. A, he is playing a character called Doctor Strange, so perhaps that will help. Um, but okay, so this is a movie that most certainly follows the Marvel formula and the superhero Ooh. movie formula. However, um, because it's Doctor Strange, it is a very different type of superhero that has ever been done before, and affords some really incredible imagery that I'd never quite seen He's in like wizard, any right? blockbuster before. He's like a wizard, kind right? Of, yes, he does have magic. So <laughs> he starts out very much like your standard. Uh, Marvel hero. He's a wisecracking, super rich, super famous uh, surgeon in Manhattan. That he's basically nice. Tony Stark, but he has a scalpel instead of sci- instead of technology. Oh. Okay. But then he gets in a car accident, and his hands that he needs to do his delicate, amazing surgery work are uh, mangled, com- completely mangled, and he loses all dexterity. And and despite going through an intensive rehab process, those hands keep shaking, and he can't go back to what he's worked, so he's lost his self-worth. He doesn't know what to do. So he travels the world in search of a cure, eventually ending up in Tibet, and he finds a temple where someone he knew in New York was cured of his paralysis. Um, and when he gets there, he meets uh, Tilda Swinton's The Ancient One, mm-hmm. and she opens his third eye to the world of Marvel magic. Um, and it's basically it's a cross-dimensional manipulation that allows uh, reality to be basically it's setting up like the concept of the, Marvel, Mar- Mar- uh, the multiverse and that there are con- there are a variety of dimensions living ar- around everyone at all times. If you are master this magic, you can flip between dimensions, so you can freeze time, you can refract sp- physical space, um, and uh, yeah, like create portals to travel through through large passages of time and space. And so he slowly learns she's like Yoda and she teaches him all the good stuff. And then at the same time, Mads Mikkelsen's out there being super evil with the magic. He has uh, CGI enhanced eyeliner to emphasize Ooh, his evil. That eyeliner. Mm-hmm, really dramatic, uh, icky, gross eyeliner. So you know he's extra evil. And uh, he's out to destroy the world. So Doctor Strange has to figure out his skills real fast. And thankfully, Cumberbatch is good at it. So that's a general idea. Um, it's fairly faithful to the concept of Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange being a character that I enjoyed back in my um, hard youth. comic book reading Your days. Your youth, or well, is this more recent? Super, super into simply because I found uh, really dense Marvel mythology was hard to like jump in the middle of. So I appreciated this kind of hand-holding approach. Um, and it's directed by Scott Derrickson, uh, who's a uh, horror filmmaker primarily. He made Sinister and The Exorcism of Emily Rose and a few other things. He's also an overtly spiritual filmmaker. Um, and he really gets into the uh, spiritual and uh, Eastern philosophy aspects of it, which are quite nice. In fact, it was one of the first times where, like, while the movie was indeed funny, and I believe Dan Harmon even did the sort of comedy rewrite on it, um, it uh, I almost like wished it weren't quite so jokey because um, the when it was taking itself seriously it was when it worked the best. And in particular, when they fracture reality, as you've seen like bits of in the trailers with the like Inception cityscapes pulling together, like that's they very deliberately only show the very tip of the iceberg of the things they do with that. And some of the effects where it's like 
cities like kaleidoscopically bending into each other unlike anything I've ever seen. It's incredible. Because the thing with Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange was invented in the 60s by Steve Ditko. Um, and uh, the 60s were a time of psychedelic drugs yep. and uh, wacko spiritualism. So it's all sort of based and rooted in that, and the artwork from the original books sort of kept hippies in reading comics because they were so trippy, man. You can <laughs> see the future or whatever. And so they do this incredible job of like recreating those old surreal artscapes through digital technology so it looks like the real world's bending and contorting. And it's honestly unlike anything, quite like anything I've seen, and they do... It, like it's just amazing to look at and it, it really is the type of effect that a could only be done now and b could only be done in a movie of this scale so um i was really impressed by that uh derrickson's like visual handing of it's incredible it is quite creepy um mads mickelson even though he plays a typical like one note kind of marvel villain he's such a intent you know who he is mads mickelson no he was hannibal on the oh hannibal show. okay yeah okay he um how about he, his face cody it's a bunch of weird-looking really dudes in this movie. I'm not gonna lie, Cody. So he uh, <laughs> he has su- he just has such an incredible presence and force that he like is a very threatening, very memorable villain. And um, his look- face is a little more tolerable. And really, because he looks like a villain. Yeah. No, he definitely looks like a bad guy. Mm. But Benedict Cumberbatch just has a distracting face. <laughs> I'm not saying it one way or the other. You're it's just distracting. You're hateful. Um. So. So he, he so he actually has a good force, and um, they do um, without giving anything away. I thought they had a really clever way of uh, getting out of the usual stuff falling from the sky climax of a Marvel movie. That's uh, good. I don't want to say how they do it, but they sort of set that up and then divert it in a really interesting way. Um, and I just think like if for eye candy alone, it's incredible. Like it's actually worth seeing in three D just because the stuff they do is so intense. And um, and I also just appreciate that like. You know, I believe this is the 14th Marvel movie, and they are finding new places to go <laughs> through this. And if, like, Doctor Strange's presence in any crossover film or sequel from here allows this type of... Like Infinity Wars? Yeah, allows for this type of, you know, trippy magic that they've created, I'm very much on board. That's going to add some interesting things to it. Uh, Cumberbatch, despite Cody's hatred of his face, I, found, I think was is quite good. Um, he... His American accent got on my nerves at first, but he kind of settles into it after a while. Uh, Tilda Swinton was great um, as the Ancient One. There's been a little controversy about that. Well, it's interesting. It's kind of non-troversy because like, it is her being cast as a white woman replacing an Asian character. However, it's a woman replacing a man, so no one knows what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's really splitting the groups in half, and I kind of enjoy that. Um, uh, oh, now i got to figure out how to pronounce his name. Itawel Igeofor. Um, he was in 12 Years a Slave. Really good actor. He plays um, sort of her sidekick character. He feels kind of wasted in this, but I'm he's set up for sequels, and I'm sure he's going to do good stuff when we get there. Uh, Rachel McAdams plays the token girlfriend character, which is a shame because I think she's a great actress. You know what but I found interesting is they had two actors named Benedict in one movie. Who's the other one? Benedict Long. Oh, yeah, that's true. Huh. It's a double Benny day. I was like, that's, you know, it's not, that's not a common name mm-hmm. that you come across. It's true. It's true. But anyway, I wouldn't say it's a perfect movie, um, and like it is very much a Marvel movie um, in the good and bad ways, but I think Derrickson did just such an incredible job with it, and it's so well cast that um, I really can't recommend it up. I think it's So where does it rank in your Marvelness? Um, I mean, it would be in the upper half. Oh, okay, good to know. Yeah, definitely. I don't despite know. Despite Cody's objections to Benedict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah despite. I want to see it. It looks good. It's just... Mm. He's gonna spend, are you going to spend the whole time mm-hmm. just like, what's with his face? Look at it. Google his face. I've and seen it. And in Doctor Strange, he looks fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's when I noticed it the most. <laughs> so. I'm really, I don't appreciate this beauty violent bias. It's not, it's not a beauty shaming? thing. It's really gross. I'm not saying really he's attractive gross. or unattractive. I'm just yeah, saying you are. his face You're is saying distracting. That, yeah, his face is distracting. I didn't Can say it's, be distracting I didn't for being say too it's okay, an ugly, yeah, well, distracting Okay, face. well, here's the thing, Cody. It's either distracting in two ways. It's either distracting in that you think he's ugly and disgusting, well, can't or it's distracting in that he makes you feel looking. weird in the pants. Which one is it, Cody? <laughs> what, why can't it be both? Which one is it? Depends on the, it's like the Seinfeld episode. Depends on the lighting, whether yeah. he's attractive yeah, or not. True, Why yeah. can't it be both? I guess. I guess. I think, yeah, Cody it fe- has weird feelings when he sees Benjamin Cumberbatch, and we shouldn't make fun of him for it. We, we should all allow have him to go through feelings. the process he has to go through. That's fair. Um, so, anyway, yeah, really recommend it. Hope you guys see it. And 
love it as well. Did you see anything else? I did. I saw Hacksaw Ridge, which is a war movie that Mel Gibson directed. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it is a weird one because it yeah, feels yeah. like him. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it's like a movie. It's based on a true story about this soldier in World War II who joined the army but refused to even carry a gun. Okay, I have a question for yes. you. So how does the uh, the critic industry feel about Mel Gibson these days? I, no one quite knows what to do because he's definitely talented, but he's also a disgusting man. Okay. So it's a tough one. Um, so, uh, which I'm going to get into. At least he's not disgustingly talented. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, but um, so, yeah, so it was based on the true story of the soldier who joined the war in World War II but refused to even carry a gun. He was a conscientious objector. He just wanted to be a medic and save lives, not take them. Um, so, which is kind of an interesting story. And then he ended up at uh, Hacksaw Ridge, which was this. Um, uh, kind of D-Day-esque, um, like, <coughs> coastal battle in World War II in Japan where they had to climb a cliff, and at the top of the cliff is where the Japanese army was stationed. <laughs> so, yeah, people got, like, hundred, hundreds of people died, obviously, um, but he, um, the soldier who was a conscientious objector, uh, he stayed all night after everyone had retreated and just went around finding people that were surviving and, and led them down the cliff, and he, like, personally saved... Um, like 70 people or something like that. Mm. So it's kind of a cool, inspiring story. It is. Now, it's too bad it's Gibson. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing, is that it feels because it um, it's a very Christian story in its morality, very overtly Christian, which Mel Gibson is, obviously, having done Passion of the Rides, and it feels like a kind of atonement movie for him where he's trying to be like, look, I can play nice, I can make a sweet movie. In the first chunk, where it's just sort of about him going through training and everything, it just, like, it feels so weirdly innocent and out of place, like a 50s movie that was just distracting, and the casting's weird. Like, Andrew Garfield plays the main soldier, which is fine, he's a great actor, but the drill sergeant's Vince Vaughn, which was never not distracting at any time, ever. Because um, Vince Vaughn is yeah. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Like, and Vince Vaughn, like, a drill sergeant, granted, requires him to yell and say funny which insults, which is a Vince Vaughn thing, but, but it was still weird that it was Vince Vaughn. Um, and then when it gets to the battle, after it being this sweet, like, impossibly innocent movie that, like, you almost have to be 80 years old to view as reality, even though it's a true story, they get to the battle scenes, and they are the most disgustingly violent and brutal act, violent act, war scenes, like, I have maybe ever seen. Um, it's unbelievable, because um, Mel Gibson gets on off on violence, like we all know. So it's this weird combination of, like, look, I can play sweat, nice, I can play nice, like, isn't it sweet when a gut comes out and lands in someone's mouth? Don't you love that? And it's just, I didn't know what to make of it. And, like, it's fine to be that shocking, because obviously Saving Private Ryan does that. I'm assuming this is the type of violence that you don't like in movies' mouth. I refuse to watch um, Saving Private Ryan. There you Ryan. go. Um, so uh, it's, which is fine. I get that when you're trying to make an anti-violence movie. But then eventually the U.S. troops do beat the Japanese troops, and their violence is just disgusting. But now there's like triumphant music playing, and we're supposed to like that violence. So I just didn't know what to make of all that. He's a weirdly conflicted man, Mel Gibson goes without <laughs> saying. And this is a weirdly conflicted movie representing the inner turmoil of Mel Gibson. <laughs> and I find it fascinating on that level. It was an interesting watch to be like, Mel, what's so more going of on? like a. a, a, a like a, from a psychological standpoint yeah, to see like, what's inside Mel Gibson's yeah, it's head. Yeah, like accidentally psychologically revealing movie in really fascinating ways. But I don't know if it's a good movie. Well, it's tough to say. It's too corny and too violent. It's like you can't be that corny and that violent. You got to pick one. I could get behind the uh, the war violence in Sausage Party, which I just watched yeah, as well. Go. Oh, that was great. That's hilarious. That was great. Um, so so good. Um, <laughs> loved it. That's that's one of my favorite movies of the year. Except like non ironically, the, the the end scene was like made. Oh, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. The orgy? Yeah. And I was at the screening, I was at people walked out. And that was 90 minutes into the movie to see something so offensive you walk out. I was impressed. Yeah. It's also orgy. really smart, too. It's hilarious, know, but it's like so really disturbing at say. the same time. <laughs> Great. Like so good. So good. Um, but uh, anywho, yeah, Hacksaw Ridge, I didn't know what to make of. That was a head scratcher, for sure. But that's also how I feel about Mel Gibson. I think he's a really talented actor and engaging screen presence and a talented director. But he's clearly like a very racist, violent, abusive person. So well, I'm conflicted. <laughs> as I told you this week, I was watching Signs for the first time. Oh, yeah. Didn't really like it. I liked it until the last 20 minutes. I love the scene at the birthday party. 
the little home video camera at the birthday party where the alien shows up. That's very <laughs> like well the like the walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was very well done. Um, and I like Joaquin Phoenix a lot. I think he's a really yeah. good actor. And it was he, interesting in to that. see him be young again because it's been yeah, how totally. long since that movie was made. But yeah, yeah. But the last, yeah, the last twenty minutes was garbage. And I don't think that M Night had to come in and say, "I think they don't like water," and then drive away right in the middle of the movie. Stupid. I'm like, wait, what? That you didn't need to do that. That was I know. way to go, M Night. Was, it was way to go. I, I think it was halfway through signs where uh, M Night jumped the shark and never came back. Yeah. Somewhere halfway in that. He movie. literally left by mm-hmm. telling them what was going to save them and then was gone. I'm like, oh, so yeah. I don't have to watch the rest of this movie. Thanks, yep. M. Knight. Yeah, somewhere halfway through making that movie, he lost whatever it was he had before then. Although The Visit wasn't bad. Did you see that one? I haven't seen it. I know I know the twist in that one, too. It's I was thinking bad. about watching it. It's, it's not, not even, the twist isn't even, like, the big thing with it. It's yeah. just a cool story. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't bad. But, I mean, like, that's the thing. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like, it's one oh of my his God, M. Night's amazing again. Yeah, no. It was like, oh, that didn't suck. Good job, <laughs> Way to go, M. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. Um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's it for this week. Thank you, Phil. No problem, Mel. Thank you for listening with to me. I'm like uh, other Cody, uh, who's people arguing. Yeah. I'm going to start taking I a listened. laptop away you from it's you. True. You listened for the first time. You I was you listening. And then he got, he got that. What am I supposed to say? Yeah, Mel Gibson's a crazy person. Yeah, that'd be great. And it's <laughs> very obvious. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if that came through in his does, movies. Does he play on this yeah, when uh, he's hosting and I'm things, not around? These things would all be great. Actually, do you want to know what I was doing? What were you doing? I yeah. just found out that Peter Molyneux released a new game today. Okay. And I was downloading it on my phone mm-hmm. so that maybe if you guys wanted something for it. But you know what? Maybe I don't want to do it now. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's fine. <laughs> we'll give it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Fine. Fine. Please don't. <laughs> but you've been playing, Cody. So, I have two games I was playing. Mm-hmm. One for fun and one, one for, for fun and one for uh, review. Mm-hmm. So, the one I was playing for fun. I think you meant they're both for fun. Yeah. The one for fun was uh, Dragon Quest Builders. And if you haven't played Dragon Quest Builders, you should play Dragon Quest Builders. It's like Minecraft, but with Dragon Quest. Oh, cool. It's actually really fun. And it looks beautiful. Yeah. doesn't look like the weird 3D vomit throw up that Minecraft Minecraft, is it looks more like 3d.gamehero's which is one of my favorite looking games ever cool and um yeah it's really fun uh it's a lot more streamlined than Minecraft a little less confusing um you actually like you build um your towns Hmm. and like people come to your towns and then they ask you to build stuff and you have to build it and then if you don't have the materials you go out and get the materials cool yeah it's pretty cool um I actually interviewed uh the producer of that game back at E3 Mm -hmm. and um really nice guy and i was really looking forward to playing the game it, he told me it actually takes place after have you played the first dragon quest game uh yeah 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 that was like years ago yeah right? yeah like in the yeah, 80s okay. 90s yeah, yeah. yeah so um it takes place in an alternate universe that starts um near the end of the first dragon quest game when the villain uh actually uh, asks you to join him Mm. and you can say yes or no. This takes place in an alternate universe where you say yes. Okay. Um, and somehow everyone's lost the ability to build things, except for you, who's sent by the god to build stuff. That's fortunate. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you're sent by the gods to mm. build stuff. Um, and yeah, and like it's kind of cool, because you're not playing a hero, and they make that very clear at the beginning. Cool. Like, remember, you're not a hero. So you just build stuff. <laughs> it's mm. really cool. So yeah, you're just a, a builder. I like it. I, I just. Fun. I just started playing it last night, so I can't say okay. one way or another how great it is, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it right now. Yeah. What I can talk about, a little bit of deeper discussion, is Farming Simulator 2017. I want to see this in game VR. Game of the year. I want to <laughs> s- farm in VR. It's a weird game. It's a really, really weird game. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, you farm. Um, but, like... It's there's it's it's very mundane and there's a lot of repetitive like tasks. I'm pretty sure that's what farming like, is. Everything is just driving a tractor through your field, uh, just with a different attachment. That's the <laughs> main thing. And normally you can just get someone to like you can pay someone can to pay do someone. it instead. Um, but man, it's like it's not finished. Like I I was playing it and like the draw distance was like really 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 laughable. Like this stuff was popping up. Like I was playing a PS2 game. Mm. Um, like cr- grass would clip through like my character and like the Maybe car. It's super grass. And like just weird things like that. And like the weird, the weirdest part for me was just like how in all of this, it's not a pretty game. It's not bad looking, mm-hmm. but it's not pretty. But the animals are so weirdly detailed mm-hmm. in comparison to everything else. 
that like Weird. it just it stands maybe out. They purchase those models elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> still though, it's fun. Like literally, what you do is you have your patches of land and you go and you like. Do you hoe? Yeah, you you get so, um you, you, you dig the hose. <laughs> you you aerate the land. I don't know if I said that word properly. Um, and go. then uh, you you plant your seeds, and then you put the manure down, and then you fertilize it, and then your crops grow a little bit. You fertilize them some more, and then your crops grow a little bit more, and then maybe you can actually harvest them. Is this more don't fun? Understand than how this is a successful game series? I really. Don't. Um, it's oh, it's weird. It's weirdly relaxing. Is it for like farmers during the off season. I think I that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's weirdly relaxing. Um, I'll give it that. Mm. And um. There's some side missions which are like fertilize this field in this amount of time. Oh man, tense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it actually was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, and they also have like the weird things like there's golden nuggets scattered across the map that you can find. Okay, so you have um, a goose laying golden yeah. nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> so the, it's around. fun. And then like you take your after you harvest it, you take it into the town in different stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, take different things you harvest. Now, what's really fun is uh, while I was playing, I managed to flip my car. Mm. And uh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, so my only action I could take was to sell the car and buy a new one. Lost mm. a lot of money that day. Why it was um, flipped? Yeah, well, it, d- it didn't make any sense because I flipped it a bunch of times after and it landed back on its tires. So the game glitched out mm. and I just landed on my, the roof of my car and it mm. wouldn't come back. Um, but there's an insane amount of variety in, like, in vehicles, items you can get. I bought a chainsaw. Mm. Uh, I didn't figure Did out. Did you use it to cut down corn and stuff? No, you can use it to cut down trees. But here's the thing: I went through my entire farm and the forest behind my farm, going to every single tree with my chainsaw and could not work. cut it down. Wow, yeah, so I just kind of wasted money on it. But there's a lot of that stuff. Um, Maybe it's for slaughtering of, your animals. There's a lot of different trees. Yeah. Your animals with the chainsaw. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of different brands you can choose from too. I don't know if they're real brands or if they're just made up. But there's a lot. I feel like there's, there's a lot of variety. Wasn't John Deere attached to farming simulator um, at one point? It's it's really uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they're real. If they're, that's a very easy way to get some cross promotional yeah. marketing. Yeah, oh for sure. Um, and I can't imagine this game is widely played outside of the farming community as well. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Only the, by the, Cody and Wayne. The yeah. Steam community has it ranked really high. I oh, gave really? it a seven and a half, I believe, out of ten. Yeah, that's pretty um, high too, Cody. Like that's yeah. that's nothing to shake a stick at. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's a good, good game. game. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. I liked my time playing it. It's just weird, and it's like it could use some more polish. But with that being said. Mm-hmm. I'm still playing it, so there's obviously something, something there, there, and mm. I don't know what it is. You weren't like, oh, thank God, I'm done with farming today. Yeah, no, You're like, I was my crops. I was, yeah, no, I was hanging out with like my significant other playing farming simulator, <laughs> and like, is it more fun than uh, the Facebook farming game? Oh yeah, for sure. Well, but you also people. have to remember, like, I'm a fan of like Harvest Moon. That's true. And story yeah. of seasons. So, like, yeah, this kind of appeals to me. It's a little more intense than Harvest Moon, a but more realistic, um, except for you know. It's your, weird. Your like, chainsaw that does nothing. <laughs> the people are like weirdly blocky. Um, there's three radio stations you could choose from that play the same song on loop. Um, okay. I don't think they're real real songs either. <laughs> it's just, it's pretty, it's pretty so glorious. Strange, yeah. it's, so it's, I think that's the thing. Like, I enjoy it so much because of how absurd it is. Yeah. That I'm has sure to be it. I'm sure it's unlike any other game. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's really unique. <laughs> yeah. Does your brother still play video games? Please yeah, buy, it, buy it for him for Christmas. You know what? We got that extra copy. You should Maybe take it. it, it no, no, <laughs> you, you have to wrap it and give it to him on the ho- like during <laughs> the like, holiday season. You're welcome. This <laughs> will change your it's life. Like, it's an actual like full price game, I believe, mm. too. Like, just tell him it will change his life, yeah, and he'll get well. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. like, it's a big game. Like, you have an open world to explore. Yeah. Like, by open world, I mean, there's, like, a big town that you can go into. Is you know, it like, open town? Yeah. Um, it's weird, though. Like, I did not expect <gasps> there to be that much. Is there a yeah. main street with a general store? Yeah. Nice. There's all that stuff. And, like, it's weird because you have to drive into town, and the driving sucks. Yeah. It's so bad. Is that why you flipped <laughs> your car? Um, that's how I flipped I went over a curb slightly and the car just went insane <laughs> and over. Um, I have one question for you. Do yeah. you have farmer daughters? <laughs> no, there's not a lot of like, like people will walk by and they'll be like, hey, how's it going? And then like walk past them again, hey, how's it going? <laughs> like the same exact way. It's <laughs> Maybe you're in one of those cult towns where they do sacrifice so. people for you harvest? Choose, you can choose between two different towns. I picked this one, it was like in a mountain. Um, and the funny thing is like that game, all of the currency is um, European. 
It's mm. all in euros. So I assumed I was in some like Scandinavian, Scandinavian like mountain town. Crazy somewhere. quiet mountain town. Yeah. Um, this is a weird game. <laughs> I so think should everyone do, like, should play it. Okay, <gasps> uh, <laughs> Cody, I have an idea for yeah. us. Alongside our, our book collection that we're doing, okay. uh, we need to do Cult Simulator. <laughs> That would be fun. And once you kidnap and then brainwash people and introduce them into the cult. <laughs> Sounds good. I can't imagine anyone being upset by that either. And who's going to be upset? People who escape from cults? I'm sure it's yeah. a small group of people. And, and the world at large that doesn't care for cults. <laughs> most the world is part of There's some sort of There's a very large portion of the planet that does not care for cults. Yeah. I, will I say think, most of it. Uh, <laughs> I think it would do well. We can do it in VR. Mm. Yeah. So you have to physically kidnap someone. Yeah, it sounds like a horrible feed, idea. Feed them gruel, and you have to make the gruel like Cooking Mama style. That could be fun. This is gross, Mel. This is really gross. <laughs> really? This is what upsets you? Absolutely. This and the tentacle porn is yeah. just too much for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Wait till we get tentacle porn in VR film. Whatever. I'm going to show you in Glorious Bastards next week. <laughs> um, you just bring it in, plop it down on my desk, and like you're watching this. Doing this, and you're not going anywhere for the next two and a half hours. Oh, it's on. It's good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed farming, Cody, and that you're still farming today. I am. It's going to be a long... I have a feeling this is going to be like my new Shin Megami Tensai. <laughs> it's just farming today. Like, I'm not going to show up for work for a little while. Mm. I'm going to come back. Like if, My beard's going to be down to like are you gonna talk? Are you going to talk like a farmer and have like a straw? Oh, yeah. You know it. A, a <laughs> just, blade of grass in your I mouth? Just, I, I, I can't... I wanted to rank it higher because I enjoyed it a lot, <laughs> but I could not with everything that was wrong with it. I couldn't give it a higher score than. Brennan, can we all pitch in and get Cody a farming hat for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> and some overalls. You need overalls. Yeah, overalls are very important. <laughs> and a jug with three X's on it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm gonna play the jug. <laughs> was I the only one who played anything? Yep. Yep. Oh well. Sorry, codes. That's fine. My PS4 decided that it's going to try and eject discs all the time when there's no oh, discs you got the in spinning there. spinning PS4? Oh, no. That's it's, fun. It's actually an easy fix, but... What is it? You just jam the discs on as hard as you can? Now, Put duct tape <laughs> over it and be like, too bad, playing the disc. Do you think that so far it's, it's something with the fix. PS4 or it's something that games you're playing? Like no. The PS4 is like, bleh. <laughs> No. Resident Evil Six. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I just I just purchased Resident Evil Six digitally, so I can't spit oh, it out. Never happen again. That's good. No, I fixed it pretty easily, but cool. That's why I wasn't playing anything because it took us a week to figure out how to fix it easily without having. Because they say it's a laser issue, you have to send it back. I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. That's such a bummer. Right after you got your headset, too. Yeah, but you know what you do? You just unplug it for like three minutes, push the power on button, plug it back in, and it seems to fix oh, it. Perfect. Super simple. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Really easy. That's all right. So, yeah. No, I didn't play anything other than Candy Crush. But we won't go there. Cool. All right. Well, then let's wrap this sucker up. Thank you. You can visit cgmagonline.com to find Phil's movie reviews of Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And today, the Batman Returned of the Cape Oh, Crusader. yeah. I didn't talk about that. No, you didn't. Well, great. too bad. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Go, it was great. go read Phil's review. Yeah, it was great. got to leave some mystery to them, Phil, so they visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's visit. what I'm saying. It's great. Go find out why. Yeah, yeah go yeah. find out why. And Cody's review of Farming Simulator 17, his new addiction. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I reviewed a comic book called Rivers of London, I would recommend. Hmm. It's based off a novel. Cool. It's sort of like supernatural meets met in black. Hmm. That sounds amazing, Without actually. the funniness. Oh. It's very serious. Okay. But I like it. Cool. Will you continue to read the series? I say that about every comic that I have reviewed. Uh, not everyone, but most of them that I've reviewed. I'm like, I can't wait to keep reading this, and then I never do. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make that commitment. No, but I, you will continue to play farming simulators. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I, I mean, if Titan Comics wants to keep sending me issues, I'll totally. I'll review all Actually, of them they, and I'll read them all they, and I'll they, like it. They send. They continue to send. Oh, really? Issues. Okay. Yes. Well, reach out to them and I'll keep reading. I don't it. have to. But, they, I mean, they if send I have to pay, <laughs> if I have to like, I have them. Oh, okay. They send, send them as them they me. go and send them my way. Yeah. But if I have to like go out and pay like three dollars for it, it changes everything. Because I mean, <laughs> three dollars. Hey, I am currently without internet, so yeah, no, I enough. can't be paying money for comics if I can't afford no, internet, which enough. is more important in my life. Fair enough. You can afford internet. You're just fighting with the internet. Anyway, <laughs> what else can they find us, Cody? We're on the Twitters at CG Mag Online. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody underscore Arm. 
I'm Kicks and Chaos, K-I-X-X-E-N Chaos. And Phil, you tweet like frequently. I'm at that Phil Brown. Yeah. I was talking your Twitter today. I'm like, Twi- Phil tweets a lot. No, it's like a couple times a day. That's pretty and good I take though. Days off. Considering like <laughs> Cody and I tweet like once every few days. I work so hard to try to tweet as often as I can, and yeah. I just can't. You just gotta watch bad movies and tweet about how bad the movie yeah, is. That's I, what I started doing. I you know. <laughs> All these horror podcasts started yeah. following me because I just sit there bashing horror movies. I was looking movies. at it. Most of my uh, Twitter following is like wrestling podcasts. Yeah, so yeah I see? I see? Just... It's weird when you start talking about something you like. Yeah. Those podcasts find you. I just tweet whenever I think of something stupid, really. <laughs> I like your so, tweets. Yeah, I like your tweets, you. too. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, next month when you go to visit your family. I know. Uh, his family tweets good. are the best. <laughs> we read them out at our family's Christmas, what <laughs> Phil's doing with his family, and our family has a good laugh. Yeah. Your Day entertainment Christmas. to us, Phil. Hey, Christmas. Your life is nothing but entertainment. As long as someone's enjoying it. <laughs> what else can they find us, Cody? That was only Twitter. Uh, we're on YouTube at CG Mag Online as well. And we have um, a thing for Cogvento that I opened. That was pretty fun. Cool. It's super awkward. I recommend that's you watch Cody's it. because Cody's super awkward. Um, yeah, that's just, I stumble my way through life. And mm-hmm. I found my <laughs> calling, I guess. Um, they also have a first 15s for a couple things. My sound offs are up there too. So go and go and watch those and you can get our magazine. Uh, we're in chapters in Indigo and we're also in your public library. And if we're not, you should just go and talk to them and be like, Hey, we want comics gaming magazine in our library. And then they will get it for you. Send us CGM. We yeah. want CGM. Hashtag more CGM. You can also find us digitally at Magster, Amazon, iTunes, and Pocket the CGM Mags. app. Um, yeah, we're still finding out about that CGM app. Oh, we have an app? Uh, apparently, yeah. There's an app for that, Phil. <laughs> also, Facebook. Facebook.com slash Comic Game Magazine. Since Cody seemed to have forgotten that one. And Google Plus. Yeah, Don't finish. forget Google Plus. You interrupted me, Instagram. and then I just let you keep going. <laughs> and I believe we're also on Tumblr. And we're on Google Plus. Did you say that one? Phil yeah, got that one in there. That's the most uh, popular one. So that's a super Plus. popular yeah. one. Uh, and just like do we have a Pinterest yet? Ello or whatever that one Oh, is? yeah, we're on Pinterest. See, I, I like, know all I these things that we're on that we never Cody pinned. find his way through this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Well, okay, let me... I was in the middle of doing the spiel, and then you interrupted me, and I was like, okay, I guess she's taking over. So I just went back to letting <laughs> you do your thing, and then you're like, see, I haven't taken over because Cody's not you're doing his do job. do all the social media and then pimp the magazine. Oh, well... It's an order to this madness cake. All right. All right, let's let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>